comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. TV podcast episode 185. This is for season seven, episode seven, entitled Sing Me a Song. I am Craig DeMondo, your host. Join with me this evening is Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon. Now, Craig, let me tell yes. you. Yes, sir. Tonight, tonight is special because tonight you get fresh vegetables and it will cost you no points. Oh, that sounds like a nice little treat. Thank you. I'm kneeling right now as you're saying that. So thank you very much. I appreciate oh, oh, that. You, oh, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> also with us this evening, Mr. Daryl Taylor. I'm not bowing down for no damn vegetables. You're not down, kneeling for those vegetables? No. I'm not kneeling for no vegetables. <laughs> so Jim Dietz will be with us in just a few minutes. We're going to go ahead and get but started. He, but he would kneel for some spaghetti and meatballs. That's different. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Lasagna. You do that's it, right? Lasagna different it's italian food that's great that's good okay you, you kneel for that anytime maybe maybe one knee so like i said jim will be with us in just a few minutes aaron couldn't make it this week however aaron did send in his buster ratings and his uh riveting review of hashtag mm. passage fear the walking dead hashtag passage brought to you by taco bell live moss so don't fear we've got that for you coming up in just a little bit uh this was an extended episode again guys an hour and a half episode directed by rosemary rodriguez written by angela kang and Corey reed so your initial thoughts first of all i didn't even realize this was an hour and a half because i you didn't recorded feel that, it huh? on dvr and i fast forward commercials so yeah. It just felt like a regular episode to me. No, nope, really, they stretched it 90 minutes. Well, I mean, with commercials, wow. 90 minutes, yeah. Wow. But I actually watched it live with commercials and all. And God, it drove me nuts. Yeah, but, it, well, it kind of did, but I'm already, you can't get, drive me somewhere I've already at. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Uh, that's true. But, but even with that, it didn't, I mean, it felt like it moved through, paced very well. It didn't, it didn't drag, like. Which one was the night last 90 minute one? Because I remember that one felt just like it was a little too long. I think what this the second one, episode in or third or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. right. But this one paced very well. I liked it. Hmm. Well, it had a lot of it just had a lot of um, tension filled scenes. I think you, you kept waiting for something to happen. 
especially when whenever Negan was in a room with anybody. You, you never knew. Like, is he going to yeah. bash the guy in the head that brought the bat? Is he going to hit Carl? Is he going to – what is he going to do? Like, it's it's just the – I don't know how long they can get away with the Negan character walking around and not hurting anybody <laughs> because you just you so – Yeah, you're feeling you it. feel it. Right, like, right, you right. just keep feeling hey, it. Hey, Daryl. Daryl, what what is next week? The season, the mid season finale. Mid season finale, yeah. You can be damn sure that he's gonna be killing some people. You, oh, think, you think so? It's pretty much yeah. in the cards. Okay. At least uh, Lu- Lucille is looking a, a mite peckish at this point. She's a little. She's, she's thirsty. thirsty. She's thirsty. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. 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 I already saw like a Twitter thing of a of a. Um, they're leaking that it, somebody might be dying on the cast okay to try to get the ratings a little bit better than right, they are i'm you know. sure yeah, yeah trying to yeah, bolster yeah. them a little bit right exactly exactly <laughs> my, I, my money on carl's hair i don't know i, I think negan thinks carl's adorable in his, in his words right so yeah I'll, i think carl is safe yeah i think carl is safe no he's safe i'm just i'm just wishing they'd cut his hair or something it's, oh, it's wow. definitely long i mean it looks like they haven't cut it in years and that's really what it's been i mean it looks like they just dude, let it grow yeah dude i'm okay with long hair i am but so at there is a point where it is just excessively long or your hair doesn't naturally need to be that long because that's like when i tried to grow my hair out where i've spent most of 1994 uh unsober if you will and <laughs> And when I, I came, the year. when I, when I, barely, but when I don't remember the year very much, I'll tell you that, but it was 1994. But when I woke up around uh, November sober and looked into the mirror, uh, I, I was like, holy shit, I, I, I'm meatloaf. And at that point I realized meatloaf. I never needed to have long hair ever again. <laughs> so, and not knocking meatloaf, love meatloaf, but I don't need did the you, long. Did you sing baby sleep hair. on it? Oh, let me tell you. Did you watch Pulp Fiction that year, too? I mean, do you remember any of that stuff? It's a good year, right? 94, yeah. Of course, 1994. I found Paradise by the Dashboard Light. There you go. Let me tell you. But anyway, I mean, I'm just saying, some people don't need to have long hair, and that boy looks like an upside-down mop. Well, it seems like they, and again, deliberately they they put the bangs over that eye. Like now, that's his his covering, his his little camouflage, you know, over his bad eye. Because right. I never noticed how, like, they don't show, like, and even in the comics, I think they do, they take a little bit more time to show you that it bothers him, um, what he, lo- he looks like, right? you know, without the covering. So, but we don't get that. I mean, there's just so much stuff that's going on in the show. We just don't have time for that. Like, too many scenes. Right. That. And, and, so, and, and what I'm about to say is me totally talking out the side of my ass, but. Again? If if I were in that situation, I if I were in that situation, I would say on the next supply run, somebody go buy a Joanne Fabrics and get me one of those big googly eyes, and I am so just putting <laughs> that right over it. And every time oh, someone God. talks to me, I'm just gonna have that one eye just shaking back and forth. Oh man, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Especially at the dinner table. Yeah. So, Just because it's dystopian end of the world zombie apocalypse doesn't mean you can't have a little fun. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Negan seemed to get a big thrill out of seeing the exposed eye socket, the gore that's left of, of Carl's face, and uh, oh yeah, which, which they mimicked the comic 
Mr. Adler's drawing perfectly. Yeah, it was well done. Was it was that CG by the way, or was that just actually an appliance? Like it looked really good. I I don't know. I didn't get a chance to Talking Dead to see. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it was a long episode. I I kind of fell asleep. I watched Talking Dead, but I kind of wasn't. I was half in and out watching it. You know, just waiting. I'm like, give me to the scene for next week so I can go to bed. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's at the end, the very, very end. They give you right. Yeah, right. All right, so we'll jump right into the episode. Uh, again, it was a longer one, an hour and a half, but I mean, we saw a lot of of uh, the Savior's um, territory, a little bit more. They showed us a little right. wider, wider views of kind of where they are, and and uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But I, I definitely enjoyed this episode. So the cold open, we see Michonne strolling down the street, whistling the farmer in the dell. She's then stalked by a couple of walkers. She quickly takes him down. She then grabs the corpse by the legs and starts to drag one of them somewhere we don't know where she's going and then the camera then zooms into her walkie-talkie that rick gave her and it, it's on it's in the bag on the ground so we kind of see that and then that kind of connects to the next scene where we see rick and aaron who were looks like they're catching some sleep in the back of a box truck and again we see rick's radio there as well so they kind of connected that you know rick and michonne can be in touch with each other if they need to be they open the back of the truck Aaron sees something that they didn't see when it was dark last night. He goes, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't kind of notice this last night, but you don't know what it is. You know, you kind of they switch the camera view on you." Now it's back to Negan's truck with Carl and Jesus still riding in the back, hiding. It's parked on the side of the road. One of the the saviors or the driver, I guess, is using a mirror to view a herd of walkers crossing up the road a piece. And they these guys comment that look, at least Negan's good at keeping those herds away from home. Like, he's good at right. you know, kind of controlling the walkers. They even commented that Fat Joey is good for something. He rigged, and I watched this on, on the closed caption, he rigged a quote-unquote herdway. And I don't know what that meant. I guess he did some kind of, like, um, I guess a pathway that they created for these these walkers to kind of get sucked into. I really don't know exactly what a herdway is. Yeah, me either. But interesting. Maybe we'll find out later. And he says nothing fancy, gorilla kind of stuff. That's what they were talking about, um, and, they, and they were even mentioning that they have this newly acquired rocket-propelled grenade that they got from, well, you know who, from from Rick's group, and some other weaponry that eventually they'll take out the walkers that are in these herds. Well, uh, according to Google, Herdway is a street in Wellington, Colorado. <laughs> wow, they definitely did some geography jump there, if that's the case. <laughs> so the truck starts to roll, uh, roll once you know the herd dispatches, uh, you know, disperses a bit. Carl and Jesus pop up and start to cut into the cargo a little bit more. Jesus opens a bottle of pancake syrup and squirts a trail of it out the back of the van as it's rolling. And he, Carl looks at him kind of funny. He tells Carl that, look, it's, they think they're getting close. So he's going to use it as kind of a, you know, as a trail so they know, they know where he's coming from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're talking about a 12 to 16-ounce bottle of pancake syrup. Yeah, like Aunt Jemima or whatever. Sure. Okay. That he's squirting out, he's probably, as that truck was, the speed it was going, he probably made a line about four feet long. Well, I mean, well. No. What's that marking? <laughs> I guess just it, saying. I, guess I, it, I, I really yeah. don't see the purpose of that scene at all. I, mean, I guess if he sees the trail of syrup, right, if he sees the trail of syrup, he knows he's on the right road, right? Like that. that's what I'm thinking. Right. He's marking the road that they're on. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of people driving by there. Right, you know, it's not like it's going to rain or anything, or animals get attracted to sticky, sweet 
ain't that many animals. It wasn't a very. There was something else in the truck. I think he probably could have found to market better. The pancake syrup, yeah. Petty, but damn it, you don't waste Aunt Jemima. That's all I'm saying. Now I don't know if we saw it was Aunt Jemima. It wasn't like product placement there. But I don't care if it was Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Butterworth's log cabin. It's still. Do you have a preference, or you don't? You you like them all? You don't have a preference? Actually, I'm a I'm a Mrs. Butterworth kind of guy. Are you okay? All right. In a pinch, I'll go to Jemima or log cabin. Fancy. So, um, after he's done squirting his his syrup trail, Jesus says, "All right, they're getting close. It's time to bail to Carl." Carl objects at first, and he says, "No, no, no, we should wait." But Jesus assures him it's safe. The truck is moving slow enough; they can just kind of roll out, or you know, just kind of keep running with the truck. Carl says, "Okay, but you show me. You go first. He's like pretending to be a little nervous to jump out of the moving truck. Jesus does his little kung fu roll, rolls out of the back of the truck, and then looks to see if Carl's going to follow. But Carl, of course, simply waves at him, and he stays in the truck until they get to their final destination. Just curious who else saw that coming. Just oh yeah, show it. I mean, it's Carl. It's Carl. Carl. It's Carl. This is this kind of stuff he pulls, man. So uh, Carl knows they're getting close to the town. He grabs a rifle. With it looks like an extended magazine inside of a you know it's like an arm. There's a box in the back of the truck where they got some guns and stuff back there, and he he kind of locks and loads and gets ready. Once the truck stops, we can immediately hear Negan's voice saying he wants this truck unloaded quick. Also, one of the saviors mentions to Negan again. We can just kind of hear it. We don't see it that there was a problem with the quote redirect today. Whatever that means. I guess it's one of their you know savior things they do. There's some kind of redirect procedure. Negan asks who was in charge of it. And then suddenly one of the henchmen opens the curtains at the back of the truck, enters and grabs a case of scotch. Of course, you know, they ripped it, so it all opens and crashes on the bottom of the truck. Carl then opens fire and takes out one savior right away. Boom, dead. And then Carl runs to the back of the truck and basically holds the saviors hostage for a moment, tells the group to drop their weapons and stand down. He says, I only want Negan. He killed my friends. No one else has to die. This kid's got, got balls, man. He's definitely brave, if right? anything. He's brave, but not smart. <laughs> so then Negan strolls in, whistling, doing his little, you know, his little signature whistle. And he says, damn, you are adorable. <laughs> he says, I'm not going to lie, but you scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, it's like... I guess he kind of does. I mean, still, his kid's hanging out with a machine gun at the, I mean, right. a rifle at the end of the truck. Well, this is the second time in a week that Carl's had a gun in his face. Isn't that amazing? I mean- and he, and he, he respects it, though. He kind of, like, likes it when they stand up to him a yeah. little bit, you know? But if you notice, Negan kind of hid behind one of his saviors a bit, uses oh, him as, like, a human right. shield. Did you see that? You're damn yeah. right he did. He kind of half, half hides behind him. Yeah. And then, yep. yeah, one of them kind of rushes Carl Carl takes that one out as well. So he took two guys out already. But it's enough of a distraction where Dwight comes in, basically takes Carl to the ground and holds him down with his own gun. Negan tells Dwight to back off as he strolls over to Carl and extends his hand to help him off the ground. He says, come on, kid. I'll show you around. And we see Daryl's also nearby, tending to the wall of chained up uh, walkers and sees that Carl is here. And we kind of pan to this wide shot where we finally get to see what looks like Negan's compound. It looks like an old factory complex is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like a power plant, but I don't think it is. I think it's more of just a factory. Like when you see, you know, yeah, some smokestacks like man- and stuff. Yeah, it looks like some sort of manufacturing. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does look like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be something like that to be that big. 
I mean, it's a big complex. It definitely is. But I, yeah. I, I was thinking, is this like a power plant? Like, that would be a pretty cool idea if they can make their own power. But it seemed just to be a normal, like, just an old, outdated, you know, smokestack yeah, kind of because, factory. Because if they had that kind of luxury, they'd have running water or what I, I don't Megan think they was, had. Yeah. Megan was very impressed with the sink later in this episode. <laughs> yes, he was. He was like, mesmerized. Megan, I don't yeah. think the group they have has that kind of, you know, know how to to, to, fix to, to, like to run it. They don't have a Eugene, right? To yeah. get the thing going up and running, right? Right. 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 So there, there is only but one, <laughs> and we see a good, quite a bit of him uh, this evening, which is cool. So, so the credits come in. Uh, this is actually a long, cold open. It was like ten minutes into the episode, then, then the credits finally arrive. Yeah, I, I remember just about ten, fifteen seconds before the credits. I was like. Did the credits roll? Like, man, <laughs> it must have already rolled, and I just don't remember it, you know. And and then all of a sudden, bam, there they are. I'm like, oh, okay, that was kind of a long, cold open, it's almost like a mini episode. Yeah, well, they extended the whole thing, so I guess they started from the beginning and stretched the whole thing out. Yep. So after the credits, we come back from commercial. Negan is still reaching down to Carl to help him out, help him up. He makes a comment that Carl's giving him the same damn stink guy that his father gives him, mm-hmm. only half. You know, making fun of his, you know, yeah. only his one eye. <laughs> and that he better take his hand to get up while he still has a hand. And he says, as a matter of fact, while Daryl still has a hand. So, again, he's he's kind of, like, um, subtly threatening Carl again by removing his arm or same thing with, you know, threatening harm to Daryl. So, finally, Carl, um, you know, Carl gets up. Negan tells Dwight to take Daryl to make some food. And tells the rest of the saviors to burn the dead bodies and we'll deal with this truck thing later. Also, he's not going to have any time. Negan's thinking out loud. I'm not going to have any time to screw any of my wives today, he says. But then he glares at Dwight and says, well, maybe one. Kind of hinting that so he always cold. has time for, uh, for, sh- for old Sherry. Carl asks Negan uh, what he's going to do with him. And Negan says, oh, don't shatter my image of you as a total badass. Like, you know, and second, don't re- I'm not going to ruin the surprise. So he, he likes when Carl is, is like fearless, not when he's a little scared. Negan then takes Carl inside the factory and Negan is high up on a ledge. Well, and then when he walks in, all the workers kneel. He makes a speech that the saviors have went into the world and they've gotten stuff and they've fought off the dead and that all the people here can have fresh vegetables tonight for dinner. No points needed. Negan leans over to Carl and says, "Now that's respect." <laughs> He's teaching teaching Carl some lessons. Let's get Jim in here. Awesome. All right. Yeah, so- I would have been sooner, but I had a few irons in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, <laughs> did you want to go over the episode? Give us your initial thoughts, or should we just continue on from here? I thought everything I liked about this episode was uh, due to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, I'll just, put it, I'll just put it right there. <laughs> yeah, he definitely pulled it out. He, we, and we saw a lot of him too. That's for sure. So, but getting back to the story, back in Alexandria, Rosita is heading to the gate well, with Eugene in tow, and she's definitely on a mission. She's not happy. She she wants to get back out there looking for stuff. And then Spencer for hire kind of strolls in and confronts her about going out and get, gathering items to produce for Negan. And she says, "Forget, it, I'm not getting anything for him." And, you know. Um, Spencer says, hey, well, look, it's like paying your taxes, man. You know, it's, don't blame me. It's Rick's fault we're all in this situation. Rosita then just doesn't want to hear from him and just walks out of town with Eugene. Ooh. Basically tells him to, to shove off. All right. Back to the Savior's compound. We finally see 
Negan's harem of ladies. There's about ten of them in this kind of this you know this room. All of them wearing these nice black cocktail dresses. Negan leans over to Carl and says, "It's okay to check out the ladies. They won't mind." <laughs> Again, some nice bonding moments between Carl and Negan here. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, then Negan wants to talk to Sherry in private, so they kind of have a little private meeting at, at, a, at a little bar he has set up. Negan pours Sherry a drink, grabs a beer for himself. He wants to know what happened between Amber and Mark. Amber's one of the other wives that are there. It was crying just a minute ago. Sherry doesn't tell him at first, but Negan says he heard uh, that Mark skipped out on his duties to be with his wife, his ex-wife, and that there are rules for a reason. Sherry admits that, look, she made a mistake, meaning Amber, but go easy on her. Don't, you know, don't don't be too hard on her. Negan asks if he ever hit one of them. She says no, but he's done worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Negan Yeah, what does that mean? It's a psychological uh, torture, I guess. So Negan strolls over, gives his beer to Carl to hold, and then goes in to question Amber. He tells Amber that, you know, if she wants to leave and go back to Mark, that's fine. He says, I don't want anybody here that doesn't want to be, but, you know, you're all going to be on some kind of work detail and some kind of duty. It may not be good for you all. And, you know, the mother and the husband, she's kind of like, he's kind of a roundabout way threatening them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, saying if, you know. You, well, you, I mean, yeah. the work detail would probably be, you know, rounding up walkers outside the wall or, I mean, you know, the way he says it, it's obviously not going to be something good. N- no. No, yeah, not how upset she got. I mean, yeah, yeah. She didn't seem very excited. No. It wasn't like, hey, you're the new balloon animal sculptor or, you know, something fun. No. Wait, that right. position's available? Well, if they I are, want it, that it, position. <laughs> no, it's not. That's the point I was making. Yeah. But there is it's in the itself. kingdom, though. In the kingdom, they have a lot of fun stuff like that. So, yes, you could do that. Just wrong town. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So... And then Negan says, you know, while she's his wife, she can't cheat on him. That's the only rule he's pretty much got. And she ends up crying and agrees and says, I love you, Negan. And, you know, so uh, kind of breaks her down a little bit from her um, her moment of weakness there. Then on the way out, Sherry calls Negan an asshole. But he says, yeah, but you still like me anyway. And he kind of goes in for a kiss. And she kisses him back. And just as Dwight and Daryl walk in with some food, Dwight sees the way that Sherry is kissing Negan. I mean, it's pretty passionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the lips kind of kiss there. Negan approaches Daryl and grabs a snack. And Daryl questions Negan, what, why does he have Carl here? Negan doesn't like that very much. Says it's none of his business. And it would be a shame if he'd have to poke out Carl's other eye with his toothpick. Sure <laughs> did say that. So he tells Dwight, it's a time for a little deja vu and to fire up the furnace. <laughs> Cut to Rick and Aaron. Rick says uh, they have they're, they're at this. Um, I guess they found some place to maybe find some supplies. They're at this fence there. He says they have today and only today to find something. And they hop a fence that says "Keep going." Only thing here for you is trouble. That's what it says on the fence. But of course, our hero goes right in. He goes in for trouble. Oh yeah. Then we saw that beautiful. Did you see that mummy trailer, by the way? Like that three minute uh, trailer for the mummy? Yes. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Mission Impossible Mummy Town. I thought it was for a second. I'm like, he's on another plane. Was he going to jump out and hang off the side of it again? Like, what what was going on here? But I didn't realize it was actually the mummy. I'm I'm a big fan of the the Universal Monster movies. I love all the mummy movies, even the bad ones, the good ones, what have you. But this one looks like it might be promising. It just kind of reminds me of a Mission Impossible from the trailer. Right, a little bit. 
I mean, the ones from the 90s weren't bad. Where was Aaron when we need him? He could talk. He would probably spend five minutes talking about this trailer. Well, I guess you can talk about it next time if he wants to, or you can listen to it on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool. I thought it was actually. I'm probably going to go out and see that movie when it comes out. Yeah, this is the first one to build the uh, to build that universe that they're trying to do. So, yep. well, the yeah. ones from the 90s weren't bad. What's his name? Frazier. Um, I love Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. yeah, but it's so away from that now. They're, they're oh, building yeah. a monster universe now. Oh, it's, okay, it's, I got you. It's going to yeah. be, uh, he's the mummy. It's going to be the, I think, uh, what, the Invisible Man. Um, the Wolfman, wolf Invisible Man. Jekyll and Hyde. Frankenstein, oh, all, the was, univer- all the universal monsters. Right, that was Jekyll you saw <laughs> yeah. talking to him. Yeah. That was, that was oh, is that who that was? Oh, I didn't even know yeah. all that. Yeah, okay. Russell Crowe, right? Russell, Russell Crowe Crow. is Jekyll, right? Oh, right. that's pretty cool. So they're really trying to build like a whole, you know, whole universe of the monsters. So would, would Frankenstein, Dracula be in there too? Or, I mean, all of it. Are, yeah, yeah. All, the, all the universal monsters. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Wow, I'm excited. Good we stuff. just talked about this on Nothing's On, our other podcast. I went in depth on the whole shared universe thing. It's good. Yes. <laughs> So, back to Alexandria, or actually outside of Alexandria, Spencer for Hire and Father Gabriel chew up five minutes of television time just driving and chatting. Basically, Spencer is still bitching that Rick is in charge and how his mother was a better leader. She was a congresswoman and all that. And then he hopes Rick doesn't make it back from his run. Father Gabe just tells him to stop the car, stop being a douche, and shut up, basically. It, he's he's <laughs> become like the Samuel Jackson. Like, yeah. Stop this car. Yeah. Yeah. Just the kind of the... the uh, I don't know. Cons- considering what he's, what he's done for the group and to the group, when Father Gabriel calls you a douche, yeah. you are truly an epic. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how yeah. he's changed from oh yeah to now the spiritual because kind of the character. writers listened to us, Daryl. They listened. That's oh, right. Boy. He he. We hated him for so long. I mean, when he went up against oh, yeah. the group, he told what Deanna on that Rick was was bad there, and all this stuff. Right. There yeah. was a tiny, tiny second, just a brief flash, where I thought after he had him stop the car that he was just going to kill him. And he was going to shoot him. Can you imagine that? Or just reach over and choke him out or something like that? Can you imagine that? I don't. Was I the only one that felt that? I just, for some reason, I felt, is he going to kill him? Like he's that creepy now. He could do something like that. He is that creepy. Right, yeah. But he has that uh, way about him where he's like, maybe people died. He said, he said, Rick came. (laughs) People died. (laughs) They might have died anyway. And he's just just peaceful about it. Like, right. He's yeah, now one of Rick's disciples now. He really is. Yeah. He's, now, yeah, yeah. he's, he's one he's of the apostles. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's all calm about it. I'm like, how are you so goddamn calm right now? <laughs> you used to run and, and, and run from your own shadow. Do you remember that? Maybe, maybe he snuck out of the church and he stuck on a nail, stepped on a nail. He was and he so went to, scared. Oh, he was my. running at everything. He was running here. He was hiding <laughs> in the corner. He was digging up stuff. He was like, it was just a oh, mess. We hated now him. He, we hated him. hated him. And now he just they yeah. fixed him. It totally fixed him. Oh, my God. So then Father Gabe just actually gets out and walks back to town. He doesn't even want to be with Spencer at this point. He says, oh, no. that's it. I'll just walk back. Such so, a douche. Oh, my God. Spencer doesn't know really what to do, but he just doesn't get back in his car. He actually goes into the woods right there where the car was parked and finds a walker stuck in, like, a tree stand. I guess it was, like, a hunter that ended up, uh, you know, that was his last stand, so to speak. In oh. Negan's bedroom... Negan uh, says he wants to get to know Carl a bit better, so he invites Boy, him to Negan, sit. Boy, Negan, I just got to say something about Negan's bedroom. Yes. He's really into Ikea. 
with that black motif with the gray yeah, walls and stuff. Yeah, is exactly. It? <laughs> like the sheets that matched and everything. It was very, very Ikea. Yeah, I did they have, they didn't meatballs. have the meatballs, so you got to have the meatballs. The, the bag of, you got to buy that bag of Swedish meatballs, right? Yeah. Lingonberry drink, too. Lingam- <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah, that, I was just like, wow, that's all the Ikea furniture. Probably. Walking Dead. Hey, maybe it'll be like Walking Dead hashtag brought to you by Ikea next week. <laughs> we, we furnish all the from, villains from, from here to Sweden. Negan, from the Negan yeah. collection. The Negan yeah, collection. Giving, the savior collection. Giving. The saviors, yeah. Yeah, you're giving ideas now. You're giving away ideas. That is so funny. Well, by the way, know, I just, yeah. just, so, just so I know, I didn't miss Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss, did I? Uh, oh, oh, absolutely no. not. We're just getting started. Oh, yeah. okay. That was like yeah. an hour yeah. and ten minutes into the episode. So I've got it. We oh, thank and, God. And, yeah, you got a while to go. Okay, right. You can queue up good. Aaron. Aaron wrote his little... Um... Yeah, I got it ready to All right, go. Excellent. All right. I so you... to make sure I didn't right. that. That's super important. That's clutch. That, that's definitely clutch. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll queue you in, sir. Don't even worry about that. So in his bedroom, uh, you know, Negan invites Carl to sit down. We have some chairs there. Negan admires Carl for his smarts and his bravery. And I liked this scene because... Finally, Negan is dropping that cartoonish kind of, you know, way he talks to people and right. the, the gesturing. He finally, and this is what I've been really waiting for. I think I even said it. Just talk like a person for a few minutes, you know, at least, at least to one person. And, I, and he chooses Carl to be kind of himself with. Well, and I, yeah, and I think it's his true self. And I think it's, I think, and I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I think it's Negan is the character and then there's the real man. It, it, obviously, the character is a more violent projection of the real man. Yes. But, you know, that's basically what it is. And we're finally seeing just a brief glimpse of that. Um, but Right. And he did it a little bit with Olivia, too, later on, like we, we talked about. So I think you see little, right. little glimpses of him in this episode, which I think makes him a deeper character. And I think even... Well, others others have said he's just too, too cartoonish, and I, I've kind of fallen into that camp too. But at least in this case, he's opening himself up to Carl, right. you know, admiring him for killing two of his men. Well, he also goes does this thing where he like he really preys upon people's vulnerabilities, like when he makes Carl take the bandage off his head in this scene. But he does that like in a you funny I mean? way. He goes, "I'm looking at a but birthday like, gift. Like I I just have to open it. It's like you got to take right. your bandage off, you know." <laughs> or like later when he insults Olivia or whatever, he like he knows. How to press buttons, and he does gleefully. You know, it kind of reminds me of, like the Moriarty from the BBC Sherlock thing, where mm. he do things to naturally like put people off or kind of, yeah, um, you know, try to take away some of their composure and their their sense of normalcy. I just, I, I kind of like that little uh, add on to the Negan character there. Just gave him some more depth. I mean, it just gave him some more humanity, which I think he needed because otherwise it's just too mustache twirling, you know, and then it just it's not not fun after a while. Well, Carl then takes off his bandage, and Negan reminds him, well, he first refuses. He says, no, I don't want to take it off. Then Negan reminds him, hey, again, you just killed two of my men. You should not be pissing me off right now. (laughs) So finally, Carl relents, takes off the bandage, and starts to cry a little bit as Negan's, like, basically poking fun at his scar, saying, oh, my God, it's gross as hell. I can see your eye socket. You know, just really just, 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 you know, poking, really making fun of him. But then Negan realizes that Carl really is kind of crying and very upset. And then he feels a little bad for a moment. He says he apologizes for hurting his feelings. So I realize you're just a kid. I'm sorry. And, you know, just screwing around. So no, I, it doesn't say screwing around. He says busting balls. Right. Okay, right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 
So then Fat Joey knocks and comes in, carrying Lucille. And he said that Negan forgot her next to the truck. And Negan's like, really? I forgot her? He couldn't believe it. He said a kid firing a machine gun at him must have got him rattled. (laughs) Got him distracted or something. He then tells Carl to never cover up his wound. He says the girls may be repulsed, but no man would screw with Carl looking like that. (laughs) Uh, Then Negan asks Carl, you know, what he does for fun. Does he like music? He wants Carl to then sing him a song. And... Again, this is more payback for mowing down two of his men. Mm-hmm. You know, first Carl doesn't want to do it, and then he says, "Again, you gotta, you know, you gotta go along with this." This is when the tension went. This is when the tension started to just go up because he's yeah. got Lucille now, Slowly, and he kind of yeah. waves it in his face a little bit too, right? And plus, yeah. while Carl's singing, he's like doing batting practice, which right. was kind of freaky. Yeah. That was. <laughs> He's like, pay me no mind. He's like, oh, don't pay attention to me. I'm just going to swing this deadly weapon. I'm just going to sit here and remind you of when I did this to Abraham and Glenn, your buddies. Exactly. Carl starts to sing, you are my sunshine, as Negan practices swinging Lucille in the air. Negan's impressed and says Lucille loves being sung to. (laughs) (laughs) Negan again asks about Carl's mom. And then Carl cries again. And explains that, you know, he shot her before she could turn. And Negan says, damn, no wonder you're a little serial killer in the making. <laughs> he then tells Carl to uh, uh, to get up and that the iron should be ready. We cut the commercial. Down on the factory floor, Negan arrives and bangs Lucille against the railing to get everyone's attention. They all immediately kneel, all the... I guess the, the points people or whatever. Negan explains what's about to happen will be hard to watch. And he doesn't want to do it. But he said that someone broke the rules. And the rules make this all work. And there's always a cost. If you try to skirt it or cut corners, this means the iron for you. And then Dwight is the one actually handling the iron, getting it red hot inside the furnace. Negan puts on his glove, takes the iron from Dwight, and proceeds to press it against Mark's face. Amber and Sherry are also there to watch. Mark then passes out from the paint. Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. But again, you didn't really see all of it. Like, at the end, you saw it. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, right. you, you right. heard it more than you saw it, like, initially. Yeah, until they pull it away, and then there are, like, little bits and pieces stuck to the, the iron. flesh. Oh, yeah. We get yeah, rip- little, little crispy bits. Yeah. <laughs> so Mark passes out from the pain, and apparently he pissed his pants at the same time. Negan tells Daryl to clean the piss up from the floor. And then he says, let Mark's face be a reminder to him and everyone else that the rules matter. Again, he's all about the rules and teaching these people lessons. Uh, he then takes Carl and walks out. Very much reminiscent to me. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. There was this movie with Powers Booth where he played Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I remember the, that. Uh, yeah. The, jo- the real Jonestown story or whatever yeah. I think it's called. And it, there are a few scenes that, like when he has everyone on their knees and he puts their back to them and tells Carl, hey, they're still on their knees, right? You know, they remind right. me very much of that kind of cult leader type yeah. uh, situation, like in that movie. So Rosita and Eugene make it to the machine shop that Eugene found last season with Abraham. And again, she's insisting that, that he make her a bullet. Eugene blathers along for a while. He doesn't want to do it. But then eventually Rosita convinces him just to do it. And, you know, she insults him in a lot of ways, saying, you know, we you got to pull your weight around here. You know, the only reason you're alive is because, you know, you tricked us and whatever. He just keeps throwing it in his face. Finally, he, you know, he relents and makes her a bullet. Somehow. I, I get where her passion was coming from, but damn. 
she's she's getting pretty cold. I mean, I mean, I guess Abraham's dead. I want to see some emotion out of her, right? I mean, she's she's really pissed. Yeah, I know, but it's such a waste though, because it's like, what is your one bullet gonna do? You're not gonna you're not gonna change the course of anything. In fact, when he when he said to her, you you're not the one that has to, you know, you might not even be the one that will pay the consequence for for what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. Like, because she's being selfish right now. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, he was totally right. She didn't want to hear it, but she was totally right. I mean, you you know. I, part of it, I know. Part a lot of it is how scared she was at that moment. You know how how in fear she was throughout that whole thing, and it it irks at her that she was so scared. Mm. But at the same time, you you still have to realize, you know, he if you come after him, you're probably not going to get him, and the next thing is going to happen is he's going to take it out on somebody else. In the somebody group. else is going to pay the price. Yeah, like Eugene, perhaps, exactly. or who knows? It, right? Yeah, could be. Plus, this is when Rosita really tears into Eugene and calls him a coward, and, right. you know, and all this just kind of tears right. him down, like as a person, and he's kind of like crying by the end of that. Right. Uh, although he does get out, he does get to say "stealthy snipey, gun and knifey." Yes, right. thank you for noting that. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I still think, like, even her yelling at him, part of it's her yelling at herself. Yeah, probably true. Because she didn't jump up to do it either. She wasn't exactly that brave when when things were going down both times. Yeah. So back in the stairwell, we see Sherry smoking a cigarette and gives one to Dwight, kind of like we saw a few episodes ago. And Dwight tells her not to beat herself up for selling out Mark and Amber, but he asks her how she can sleep at night. She says, well, how do you sleep at night? Thinking like he's doing worse things than she did. And he says he doesn't sleep anymore. He watches TV all night. I, I thought if he was who's the boss right away at that point, like he's watching, oh, yeah. he's watching his tapes. <laughs> Cut to, who's yeah. the boss. <laughs> followed by Kate and Allie. Right in Negan's <laughs> room, Carl wants to put back on his bandage, and Negan again refuses to let him. Says he likes looking at it. Then Carl asks why he didn't kill Rick himself or Daryl yet, and Negan says, "You know, Daryl is going to be a good soldier for me soon." And you know, breaking you is going to be more productive. And you know, Rick, he's 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 going to get things for me that I need. So, no, I'm not going to kill you. And then Carl leans over and tells Negan he doesn't know who he's messing with, and that if he was smart, he would kill them. Because <laughs> he's brave. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, yeah. And I I really liked the way they wrote Carl, and I I am an unapologetic fan of Chandler Riggs, but he just didn't really sell these lines like I think they meant them to be. Am I the only one that felt that way? I just felt like he... Well, they he, came off hollow. I mean, I didn't really think... Yeah, it just... It, did, it didn't... But I don't know if they made it. I don't I don't know if they meant it to to come off hollow. and Because he laughs Maybe. at it. And I wonder... Yeah. There's no way you can make that... You There's no way you can come off tough in that situation. That scene. There's just no way against him and what we know of this story, there's no way that that uh, Carl can come off, you know, as the... No, I just... I No, and I agree. I just think that... I don't know. I just felt like there would have been a little bit more raw hate. Pretty much been... Anger. I mean, mm-hmm. he made the boy cry. He's like, he's pretty much just... Plus, I mean, Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing it very intense. Yeah. And, I mean, Chandler Riggs is an okay actor, but I think here he... Wasn't able to match that intensity. 
Right, that's what I'm and saying. And it's not his fault because Jeffrey Dean Morgan's been doing right. it a lot longer than him, and you know, <laughs> well, a yeah. million million other reasons why, you know. But I think you know when 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 he's on one level, and then and uh, Chandler Riggs is, you know, is trying to act on that level, but not quite making it as noticeable. But I, at least I think to me, I, anyway, you know. I think I I kind of like it that way. It should be that way. There's no way this kid should be more intense than him. Right. And and the whole thing of you know, not more intense than Negan's, not what I'm saying. I just more intense than he was. Well, he had already pretty much made him almost piss his pants five minutes ago. Like, I, there's really nothing he could really do. Like, it, 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 like, he's had that tone, which he's done like two or three times with Carl, where he's like, you know, like, I will let you be the petulant child for a minute. <laughs> but when I really want you to do something, like you, you catch it, right? Like right. I, I really want you to do something. Don't make me get up. Like he changes the tone from <laughs> "Don't make me come over there." Right, like, right, yeah. And it and it changes in Carl because he feels it. The fear, it like he his face changes. It's not the same. And I think I like. I kind of like that because he isn't. I think it, the actor himself is intimidating too. Yeah, that's what Jim is saying. So it's, I, it's hard to it's hard to match those beats, right? It's hard to. So you know. I like that you know a call coming up against this guy. He's more intense than your own father. Like right. you, you've been used to getting your way. Your father has waved, you know, is kind of bent to let you get your way a lot. Like he has not been really disciplined for a long time in this world, right? Mm-hmm. This guy has straight like this. Negan has done what no other body, no one else has done to him besides Michonne. Michonne's the only one to do it. Right. It's didn't leave him, much, didn't tell him Coral get in the house. Coral. Coral. Has just, Coral. Yeah, has pretty much just got him in a, in a way of just fear that when his tone changes, Carl's stance changes. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's such a fear in him. That he probably he's disgusted by it, and every time, like when Carl is sitting in that on that porch, when we get to that, you could just tell that Carl is just so angry. Yeah, but there's nothing he can do about it because he is scared. Right. He even had the bat in his hand at, at one time. Yeah, he made him hold it. Right. And yeah, you're I not think do anything. I think that scene you're referring to, Daryl, at the very end mm-hmm. is probably my favorite scene that Chandler Riggs did in the whole episode because you so like you said you could so plainly see he's just seething you know yeah. he's like but there's nothing he can do about it nothing just like Absolutely you said nothing. you just have to eat that you just have to all that anger and everything everything that his father tried to tell him yeah now you get it it's too late now because you brought him here now <laughs> Like he did. Anybody that gets killed now in right. this place, he, Negan it, wouldn't be there today. He may have been there tomorrow or the next day. Right. right. He's there be today because of Carl. Yeah, you're right. All because of Carl. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, again, Carl's getting in really in Negan's face a little bit. He's kind of leaning in towards him, saying, "You really don't know who you're messing with, and if you'd be smart, they would. He would kill them." Negan is loving this. Like he's he's loving Carl almost getting in his face and showing that kind of bravery. Right, and he's like, "That's the that's the kid that I love so much." Like he loves that ferocity, even though, like you said, it wasn't played as fierce maybe as you'd like. But he loves what what the kid's saying, and he says, "You know what? It's time to go for a ride." <laughs> so then they grab a truck. Negan's riding shotgun, and you see Carl in the middle. 
Daryl is nearby, and Negan calls to him outside the window, and he said that since uh, he seemed worried, Daryl seemed worried earlier, he's going to take the kid home. And Daryl then says, if you do anything to hurt him, <laughs> Negan shuts that down right away. He goes, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, Dwight, uh, you better come here. Daryl's misbehaving, needs another time out. <laughs> he's going to go in his box for a while. <laughs> Just well, isn't, like this, isn't this yeah. also when we see Jesus on top of the, the truck? Yeah, so my next yeah. thing is the camera pans oh, up. Okay. We, we can see Jesus on top of the truck as it pulls up. And then Daryl kind of notices, I guess. But then he sees some movement, and then the next shot, he's off the roof. So he was on the roof of the truck, then he's off the roof of the truck, and we think Daryl right. may have seen him. I guess is you right. know, kind of the way it went down. Ninja thing, yeah. Yeah, his little ninja move. So one hour and ten minutes into the show, we are finally blessed oh. with a very exciting, and this is a riveting, riveting segment. Please adjust your seat, Richard. Do what you need to do for oh, I'm ready. Fear the Walking Dead. Hashtag passage. I got my helmet on. Let's go. Brought to you by Taco Bell Live Moss. So, Jim, would you do the honors of reading Aaron's uh, a synopsis of this this segment, please? Jim? Did we lose yes, Jim? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, just, no problem. I just uh, had to tighten my athletic supporter. We actually lost Jim for a moment. He was getting ready. I might got intense. Oh, wow. Moss. This is you know. a tense show oh, right now. Moss. If, I live too, if I live too moss, you never know what might happen. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passages presented by Taco Mel Live Moss. Uh, this is Aaron's synopsis. Thank you, Aaron. I hope you got the box of volcano sauce. Uh, tensions really <laughs> raised this week on Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss. As we got some big developments in the Sierra Colton storyline. First up, though, a panicky woman was told to climb into some sort of safety hole. Yeah, sure. That would likely get her across the border. Colton allows for this, but then tells Sierra that she can't go and she may tell others about it. Then in a shocking moment for Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss, <laughs> Sierra rushes Colton and stabs him in the leg, then climbing into the safety hole. Colton removes the knife, makes an angry face, leaving all of us Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss fans, in suspense for what could happen next. Wow. Maybe on next week's mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell <laughs> Live Moss. We'll get a 90 second episode. Oh, we'll go with 90 minute episodes. Wow, see what he did there. But that is your uh, your weekly update. Thank you, Aaron, for the Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Uh, I will take a stuffed chicken burrito, please. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jim, for reading that. And thank you, Aaron, for writing that. And that really was riveting. There was some action in this. We actually saw someone get stabbed. And yeah. like you said, someone well, fall into crazy a hole. Eye. I told you he had that crazy eye. Yeah, Colton. Colton didn't, didn't like Sierra. He got some, we got some oh. problems. Yeah, the battle of the daytime soap opera stars, huh? There's a knife and a horse, and so I killed some guy with a trident. This had, this had everything. <laughs> wow. So it really is going to be like a cliffhanger then, I guess, the uh, the next week, right? We're going to have to wait, what, another 12 weeks or so before it re restarts up again? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe the rest of maybe uh, the rest of the story will be told on like, wrappers for burritos or something. <laughs> you know, it'll be like a graphic novel, but you have to save all the wrappers from your tacos. Or the little packets of border sauce, right? There's little clues on, yeah. on those. you got to oh, splice them you together, go. right? Yeah. Jim, I already love Taco Bell tacos. 
and you just made them even more enticing than they possibly could ever be. Somebody give me the chihuahua on the phone. I got a lot of ideas here. <laughs> Comic book stories that wrap your tacos. That is genius. So you read them, and then you can, what, wrap your taco in it afterwards, or what? Or, you know, you order the taco... Right. It comes you, with the with the comic. It's wrapped in okay. the comic. You eat the taco as you read the comic, but then it's only one page. So you keep the greasy cheese laden page. That's your that's your souvenir. That's yeah. what you get. Okay, got it. And then you you go and you get another taco, hoping to get another page. But then it's like the, there's a built in secondary market there for like near mint pages that never actually had a taco in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like Virgin Virgin Pages. Right, right? Okay, like yes. grade them like the CGC does comics, you know. <laughs> this burrito wrapper is a 9.0. <laughs> Near mint. Yes, thank you. I'm a cheesy gordita crunch man myself with extra Baja sauce, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, anyway, getting back to the story. Daryl is in his cell when someone slips him a note with a key attached to it. And the note says, go now. Now... I'm curious to know your thoughts. Did you think it was Sherry? Or do you I think, think it was we were Jesus? I think to think that, but I think it was... I think it's a trap. I think it's a no. test. Well, I think it's... Uh, whatchamacallit? Isn't it? Um, what's Burnface? Did, did Burnface so go Dwight. with it? So you think it's Dwight, Dwight finally giving up? Okay. I think it's Dwight. Because it sounded really? like it sounded like male footsteps. Like they didn't sound like 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 heeled right. feet. Like like thump thump thump, and then you see someone sliding under the door. So I don't know. And they've shown us no one out. Like there's no other males that could just pop out of nowhere. I don't think that that, that goes against everything that TV oh, is. You're not gonna nice. just. I thought hmm? it might be Jesus. Right, I thought Jesus may have infiltrated. Well, maybe you know, it, right. it could either be but Jesus. But I thought Jesus Dwight. was on top of the truck, wasn't he? Well, no, but he then came off the truck, so he kind yeah. of, oh, he, he he's did. in the compound yeah, now. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's infiltrated. Yeah. He's the ninja. He's still there. Right. Yeah, still you can't there. see him, but he's there. He's like, yeah. So on he's, the road, yeah. Jesus is there to save Daryl because that's what he does. Well, that's maybe that's what it is. That's what, We don't know who it is. Like It could be anybody. No. It could be Dwight. It could be Sherry. It could be it could be anybody really. So I guess we you know, won't find that out. Jesus, that Jesus is just all right with me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus saves. Just all right. He's just all right with me. He's just all right with Doobie Brothers. On the road, a redheaded savior woman is driving along in a pickup truck, but is stopped by a bunch of dead walkers placed kind of as a roadblock across the road. She gets out to investigate when Michonne appears, holding a sword directly to like her temple, and she says, "Take me to Negan." So they get in the car. The redhead tries the old jam on the brakes trick, you know, to try to you know d- uh, disrupt Michonne. But that was a mistake because Michonne just takes her head and slams it against the exactly. the steering wheel like fifteen times. Because <laughs> because Michonne. Because Michonne. Okay. Right. And this is funny too because at the beginning of the episode when they showed her in the open and she's whistling. Yeah. And you know, trying to draw the zombies out. I was wondering what the hell is she up to? Yeah, I didn't know what she was up to either. I totally forgot yeah, about now it. This, actually. You yeah. know, now this paid off and I was like, Oh, okay, that's what she was up to. She made a little speed bump, a little little, little roadblock. I just block. thought she was angry and she was just cutting you know, letting off steam for a minute. I was like, Is yeah. that what she doing? And she you know Yeah, well, that's what so, she did. So finally uh, she says to the girl again, holding the gun again to her head says, Take me to Negan. So this time she means business. She means I don't know what the game plan is. Like, what is the end game for her? Right, going there? it's almost like, the same thing Carl's yeah. doing, right? Just the suicide mission, I suppose. Or yeah, it's like, what? What do you think is going to happen? Although she did pretty good damage against the governor when she infiltrated Woodbury, right? I mean, 
I don't underestimate Michonne. Well, no, we can't. Well, now um, that I mean, well, now that we already know Jesus is there, Daryl's there. Like it's a perfect storm. All of them are going to converge eventually. There, They're like over there, there, right? Okay, over yeah. there while he's, you know, <laughs> over in uh, where they are in Alexandria, so, chilling with Judith and on the, on the porch. Right. So they don't have that leadership. Over he's not there. there. So it's probably, you know, they could probably do a lot more damage with him not being there. I really like the. Uh, I really like the one shot of the. Of the foundry or wherever their base is, and yes. kind of was like a that, that that dust star shot of it, you know, right. like like here is this giant impregnable building that they, you know, how could they possibly get into? And I mean, I don't know. They they kind of uh, outprisoned the prison with that one. Like I was saying, it's some kind of decommissioned factory. It looks like it's an old you know factory or something like that with yeah. the smokestack and the, but it's definitely well protected and yeah, and they've got some. Like the, earlier on, the herds are they, they have the walkers that are outside there under control somehow. They got them led away, or they got them, you know, distracted enough where they're not encroaching on that that town. So in Alexandria, Negan knocks on Olivia's door and lets himself in with Carl. On the way in, Carl whispers that Enid's okay. Like she was worried about Enid. He asks her where Rick is. She tells Negan he's out scavenging for things for him. Could be a while before he returns. Negan says, not a problem. He can wait. Olivia then begins to complain that they're running out of rations. People are starving. And then Negan simply laughs and says, you mean to tell me by starving, you mean not at all. <laughs> Making fun of her weight, essentially. Yeah. And she realizes that and then starts to cry. She turns around and starts to cry. When again, Negan seems a bit remorseful for hurting her feelings. And this is, again, I, I like seeing this this part of Negan, this kind of almost borderline human side of him, uh, and, and, and apologizes. And also says, you know, if you're not really opposed to it, to pass the time, maybe I could screw your brains out. <laughs> wow. So Olivia didn't like, like that proposition, slaps him hard across the face, and then he leans in and says, you know, now I'm digging you like 50% more than before. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you see on Talking Dead that that was a real slap? No, I I, I oh, dozed off yeah. at that point. Well, okay. I didn't see. Um, uh, Morgan told told her, you know, slap me, and she's like, I, "Yeah, you know, I'm a woman, but I still slay." He's like, "No, give it your all." She's like, "No, you don't understand. I'm really." He's like, "Just slap me for real," and she did, and 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 that's the take that actually they used. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it looks well. real, so, so I guess uh, yeah, it, it worked. Yeah. Real. Yeah. His, his, his reaction was real. We, we see what he's into. Okay. <laughs> oh, me. well. Hit me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Negan then wants Olivia to make them a nice batch of lemonade. He remembers you had some of that powdered stuff laying around, and he wants her to take your time, he says, but make it good. <laughs> I love this guy. Then Negan wants Carl to take him on the grand tour of the house. He says, take me on the grand tour. And then it, actually, it turned into something different. It was a musical montage. Again, yes. another one. Yes. At, well, you see Negan with his boots off, like yeah. wiggling his toes on the nice, you know, plush carpet of the house. We see him then in Carl's bedroom, I guess, playing with a dartboard, messing with, the, yeah. you know, messing with the faucets in the house. Like he loves to see the running water. Then when he arrives to Judith's room, Carl tries to trick Negan, saying, oh, there's nothing in there, just, just, a, just a water heater or something. But then Negan walks in and finds Judith, and then he hands Lucille to Carl to hold while, while he picks up Judith. 
almost like he's her long lost uncle. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, like, and he was so tender with her. Yeah, too. like he didn't, he didn't threaten. He didn't even make a joke about threatening her. He just no. He's like Uncle Negan. He's like just yeah, like, He's he like your crazy, crazy brother Negan or whatever that's what he is. He's just yeah. He didn't even allude. He didn't even allude that you know something was gonna go down. He just <laughs> handed him the bat, told him to hold the bat, and he. Just, he just, <laughs> Picked her up and just, you know, was yep. smiling ear to ear. So we cut back to Rick and Aaron on their little adventure. Uh, they arrive at another sign, and I didn't type the whole thing out. Well, people on the inter- internet have. Essentially, it outlines what this guy this has in his little shack. He says, the only way you've possibly read this far without being shot is that I'm dead. It's like this long, wordy type of sign. They keep going into the property and find a houseboat in the middle of a lake full of walkers or bobbers, I guess they call them, right, at the oceanside. Cut back to Eugene. We see that him and Rosita are making their way back to town. He lived up to his promise. He made Rosita a bullet. She tries to apologize for being rough with him earlier, but Eugene doesn't want to hear it. He says, you know, I'd rather just return to awkward silence instead. As they approach the town, Spencer for hire returns as well. This time he comes uh-huh. with, with a bunch of canned food. And the, apparently the, the tree stand walker that he managed to get down off the stand earlier um, had a note in his pocket written in Latin. And that was where the stash of supplies was. So, of course, thanks to Deanna, Spencer was prepared for this. He knows Latin. And he found medical supplies. Well, of course and, he does. Of course, right. Yeah, of course. Water purifiers, some food, um, and then when they whistle to get back into town, a savior actually opens the gate. So they know at that moment, oh boy, Negan, mm-hmm. Negan's back. We then see Negan finally sitting on the porch, on Rick's porch, holding Judith, taking it easy, rocking in a rocking chair. Carl was sitting next to him, like you said, with that with that look of just complete anger, and Negan says. You know, actually, well, oh, this way, a neighbor walks by and says, "Hey, how you doing, neighbor?" Right? Like, come on by. We can grill. We can grill something up later. <laughs> Look, he's he's moved back in the suburbs. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end, uh, Negan says, "You know, maybe, maybe I should just kill you and your father and settle into the suburbs." <laughs> and that ends the episode. Sing me a song. Yep, and it's all Carl's fault. <clears throat> Isn't it always? Yes. So before we get to our Buster ratings, can we have a quick word from our sponsor? Daryl, would you be so kind to take it away this week? Well, uh, since it's so close to the holidays and you're looking for something to get your uh, maybe your friend or significant other who is a geek who loves comics, uh, you can go to DCBS Service and you can order them. You can get them a subscription to whatever comics that they want. You could actually just pick out certain comics that you think they might like. They have everything from Image, from DC, from Dark Horse, to uh, Marvel, to uh, anything you're looking for. Oni Press, uh, Action Lab, all the different comics that are out. You can you can look on that website and they have it every, every month. They update it and their new stuff and you can... Check it out. You can order bundles of stuff, and they, you can get it shipped to your house uh, weekly, bi-weekly, once a month. It's up to you. Uh, and they also have a sister site called InStock Trades, where they have so many trades that are that are cheap to buy. And if you want to catch up on The Walking Dead 
for example, you can definitely go there and get all the uh, oversized trades because they keep those trades going updated all the time. Kirkman is not scared of having <laughs> too many Walking Dead trades out in the world. One so in every house. Just, one in every house. So you can definitely <laughs> order that and get it to you by before Christmas. So uh, definitely get onto that. And they have T-shirts and they have statues. You know, might want to get something for you, for your desk, for his desk, for her desk, whatever you want to do. You you could definitely go on the site and, and find it, and, and they're a great sponsor. Excellent, thank you, Daryl, for taking that this week. So, uh, Buster ratings, Richard, we'll start with you. Um, well, like I said at the beginning, um, I really liked the episode. It 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 for a ninety minute episode paced very well. Um, I'm enjoying the Negan Carl stuff. It, you know, as a as a fan of the comic, there's a lot there uh, to really like. Um, uh, all in all, I I really have very few complaints about the episode. Um, I'd have to I'd have to give it four busters. Okay, Daryl. Um, I would have I I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, it's it. Part of it did feel like we're just waiting for the finale. Like, I, the, there was part of me that kept thinking maybe someone's going to get killed, but then there was another part in my brain was like, this is it. You know, there's one more episode that's coming, and they'll probably save the kills for that one. And right. I would, you know, and it wound up being the case. So I, I would give it a 3.5. I, I did enjoy it. It did have the, um, it did have the tension building scenes that are, you know, that you you kind of need, especially for the build up for what's going to come next week. Um, so it it worked out well. They, Negan is great. I mean, you, you know, like he he is that character. He has pulled that off uh, perfectly. Um, and the and the scenes between him and and Carl, uh, I I think the actor that, that plays Carl, I think he he brought that fear. You know, you felt it. You you felt the fear and the and the uh, frustration and, and all of that in in the scenes. So I think it really, really worked. Okay. Um, I will actually read Aaron's Buster rating, then I'll turn it over to Jim, and then we can do the, the uh, Buster ratings off the Facebook group. Uh, Aaron wrote, uh, Sing Me a Song gets three and a half Busters. My main two issues are still here. Overlong episodes and the lack of intimidation I get from Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. That said, this episode did well to open up the character a bit and show more of how the Sanctuary really works. Having Carl around for Negan to taunt and do whatever else with (laughs) made for a decent story, but it also shows the limits of Chandler Riggs' acting abilities. Still, this was a decent episode to watch for a lot of the goofy antics provided by Negan and his reactions to Carl, Olivia, and the other things he managed to joke about. The rest of the episode was a lot of setup, with Spencer continuing to prove how useless he is in all of this. Hopefully next week's mid-season finale really delivers on something exciting enough to actually warrant 90 minutes. Because that's right, next week is also going to be a 90-minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Better buckle your seatbelts. So, Jim, what's your Buster rating? I was going to give this a four. But then I realized it was a 90-minute episode, and I really didn't think it had to be, so I knocked it down to a 3.75. 
Uh, I'm really liking Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. I like the stuff with him and Carl in this episode. Uh, I like the way they kind of established the, the savior stronghold. It kind of gave us like the overview of what it's going to look like and uh, established all that. I just think that, you know, this is, this is what the second or third 90 minute episode we've gotten this yeah. season already. And I think it third. just seems like, yeah, it just seems like, you know, that none of them have really been like so mind altering that they had to be that long, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grade off a, a 0.25 for that from a four. So three, seven, five for me this week. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'll give it a solid four. I mean, uh, it, it, it brought some new dimension to Negan's character, which was much needed. And I, I like seeing that just by him, even for those small moments, being a person, made him so much more um, more depth than I needed to see. If he just kept up with this cartoony, leaning back and went to bat, and oh, you know, if he kept doing that every two seconds, it just would be too much. So I'm glad he finally backed off of that just a little bit. Um, I like him kind of taking Carl under his wing a little bit. It's almost like, it's so funny. It's almost like he likes, he just, he likes hanging out with the Alexandria people. Like he respects Carl and his, and, and, and his bravery. He respects Rick for his bravery as well, and and, and, and Daryl, he actually respects these people. I think he respects them more than he respects 99% of his his saviors. They're just like henchmen to him. Yeah, because they're new. This is this is a group that's not broken yet. Is, is, like, they is that what it is? So he, I think it is. I think it's, it's, it's like a not, challenge. It's like a, Yeah, it is like a challenge. Like, you still have to be a little worried. He, there's no sense of danger when he's where he is. With the henchmen. Like, they're not I kneeling every two seconds in front of his face. Right. And he's not afraid of them anymore. Right. Yeah. right. I broke them already. Now, it's just like I'm here, and it's just a sense of he has he gets a thrill, kind of a sick thrill hmm. from from walking around. And, and he feels how they want to kill him. Like, you, I know you want to kill me. I know and he you. feeds off of that somehow. Hey, like, yeah, he feeds off it. The he, more they're <laughs> negative and angry and whatnot. He's, he's, he's you, the emperor. Oh. He's the evil emperor, right? Is that what he is? Yeah, okay, yeah. He totally the evil. Feels the hate. Yeah, it makes you yeah. stronger. He loves it. Like take your weapon, strike me. <laughs> it's like that's what he wants to do with Carl and Daryl. Like that's the that seems to be the thing he wants. But like, he's so he, relaxed around him. Like he just loves like just hanging yeah. out with them. Hey Daryl. He, hey Rick. Hey Carl. He just loves like being part of the town. Like it's just like it's what he liked about Dwight before you know before he broke Dwight. Hmm. He liked that, you know, that that's probably why Dwight is still alive and not dead. He's saying because even though he ran away, he'd still he was feisty back then. Okay, yeah, Yeah, he was he was stealing stuff and he ran like he stole and ran off. Right. And it's like, you know, now he kind of has Dwight where he wants him. I mean, he has his lady, you know, he's got everything. He's got him doing all the stuff, but he likes that defiance. He likes that fight, and 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 he sees it, and he gets excited. Like he, it's fun. It's like a playful, fun thing to him to to finally like a horse. You just it's like you know, <laughs> a person looks at a horse and they're like, you you want to break them. You finally you want to put the you finally want to want to break that horse. Kind of wild stallion. You want to want to break him. Okay, I got you. Right, right. right. And he wants Daryl to be you know front and center, and and he he made Dwight his number two. I mean, right. This is a dude that defied him, and he and he you know he had to he did what he did. He made him a number two in the group. Yep. So I, I see him looking at Daryl like his new number two. He would want him to be the next heir apparent and uh, Carl. 
you would love to have little Carl uh, be broken and, and working for him. Oh, absolutely. With, with the eye patch, like the crazy yeah, looking right. kid going around killing people and, and, yeah. and, and, and getting stuff for him. Yeah, he would love That's that. That's what yeah. he sees yeah. in him. That's what he, he sees. That I, he, he's his father. He, would, he could be his new father figure. In fact, he kind of looks at like, he kind of says, you know, uh, kind of in a way he's like, you got you're feisty, not like your punk ass dad. He kind of pretty much it. like I, yeah. you know, I already got your father running and get stuff for me now. <laughs> you know? Like he's almost saying, I got your father in fear, but you, you came all the way up here to kill me. Aren't aren't you sweet? Aren't you sweet? You're adorable. Right. He loves him. He just he loves it. I he's, love it. I, <laughs> it's uh, so crazy but i mean yeah. it, it's good yeah. and it, it gives the character nuance so uh i'm glad we saw more of the sanctuary more of kind of where they are we still don't really know where they are but yeah. we kind of see a little bit more they were very tight with the last episode where we saw you didn't really know what kind of compound they were in now we can kind of see okay it's kind of like a factory it, and we're seeing bits and pieces it's yeah triple that's right exactly so uh again i'll give it a solid four um it, it could have had a little little they could have threw in a little gratuitous Something or other. I mean, I mean, all right. Two people got killed, but they were killed very quickly by Carl. Like, I could have seen somebody get hit with Lucille. I mean, something. You know, just give me, give me something. They, 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 they they've starved us. They gave us this great season opener, and it's been like slow, 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 slow. I mean, give me a little, little taste of something. Cut off someone's. Well, come hand on, and... you got to see a fat guy get his arms ripped off as he fell out of a deer stand. I know, he... but he's like he was dead already. I want to see one of like the saviors get get you know bonked in the head for doing something stupid or whatever. You no, know what I mean? That yeah. Was disturbing to me because for a second I thought I saw myself in the future. That's all I'm saying. Whoa. Oh, oh, and then deer stand is that what you, you thought yep. that was you? No, yep. Big <laughs> fat dude just rah. <laughs> you falling out of the tree? Okay, that's right. Only if he had cake in his hand. What do you mean in the future? Oh, no. <laughs> just hey, just busting balls, man. That's right. <laughs> that's what guys do, man. Yeah, guys do. Your dad should have taught you this. That's right. He said that your dad should have taught you these things, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another one of your punk ass dad. Well, Shane tried teaching those things, but Rick wasn't dead. That's right. Uh, that's it. Oh no, Rick was trying to teach him, but Rick was in the house and Carl. You know what's really funny? Found. They don't even know his. He don't even know his child left. No, Car- no, no, Rick has no, no idea, and he's already back already. And that's no it, idea. right? No idea. That's yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know if you saw the preview for next week, but you did see that sweaty, broken Rick again. I don't know if you saw like that one uh, image oh, of him, yeah. right? It's oh, like, yeah, I saw it. I saw that look. And I was thinking I of you did. guys saying, oh, here we go. It's a sweaty, it sweaty Rick again. Uh, sweat the... harder than ever before. <laughs> the broken, sweaty Rick. I had my glands induced. So I'm <laughs> but he got to get in. Even the... harder now. Yeah, but that's probably from getting into that house or whatever to get the stuff. Oh, okay. So he, just, he came out of the I water think, is what you're saying. Okay, that's not I just think, sweat. Yeah, I think it's him trying to figure out how to get up in that place. In that houseboat. <laughs> so but who cares what we think, folks? We have a lovely Facebook group, over 800 members strong. You can leave your own, your very own Buster Ratings, which we'll read right here on the show. Jim, if you would do the honors, please, uh, and read our, our lovely Buster Ratings for this week. As uh, Craig, as lovely and talented Craig DeMond yes. mentioned, uh, the, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the name of the Facebook group, uh, except no substitute. 
Uh, also on that Facebook group, you can find links to Aaron's uh, in-depth reviews of every episode of The Walking Dead that is available on theyoungfolks.com, but they're directly linked from our uh, uh, Facebook group, so you should check that out as well. And there are fun memes and everything else, but like Craig said, we ask you for your Buster ratings. Jeff Rhodes is uh, firsties this week. 8.2 hot irons to the face out of 9. You go first is the oldest trick in the book. Out effing standing episode. Negan is more entertaining than Rick, at least while Rick is all pussified. Uh, stealthy snipey gunner knifey. Love that, Eugene. Can I just say one thing? Uh, Jeff wrote this review like before the episode was even over. Like, right. He adds to it later. He goes, oh, crap. Thought it was over. 8.5 walker modes out of 9 instead of 8.2. So went up a bit after the last set of Negan jokes. He realized it was an hour and a half. That's good. Uh, Dre Irvin gave us a five. It's only a flesh wound out of five. Uh, this is my favorite episode of the season. I actually love Negan and Carl together. It created such a strange yet interesting on-screen chemistry between characters that shouldn't work. I loved it until the last scene and then my heart sank. Spencer for hire is her forever and always the worst. Agreed. However, this week I didn't cringe at his scenes and think he may be involving, evolving into someone useful or he's going to try to kill Rick. Uh, Rosita and Michonne's sass mouse were 100% this episode. Also, who else misses the comic book spoilers y'all used to do at the end of the podcast? Just wondering. Hmm. And so Seth Tillman said he misses them as well. And I wanted to bring that up. I, I didn't get yeah. a chance to. This was fairly close to the comic. I mean, if we start yeah. doing those, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing when I read was. DeRay's thing. If we start doing episode. those, it's like they're taking it page by page right now from yeah, the they comic. Are. So yeah, it's well, almost going to spoil it 100% if we do that. Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, this episode especially. I mean, oh, we did put at the end. Of, we did put them at the end of the show so people didn't have to, you know, go be spoiled. You know, if they didn't yeah. want to. Jordan would say, "Okay, tune out now if you don't want to hear the uh, hear no, the spoilers." No, I mean it. Tune out now. No, <laughs> tune out. You too, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Seth Tillman, four steering wheel shaped foreheads out of five. Great adaptation from the comics. Negan was way, way creepy holding <laughs> Baby J. And the iron scene was way, way badass. Favorite episode of the season so far. Janet Brim, 3.75 to zombie roadblocks. Overall, I enjoyed the episode, but as Carl pointed out, Negan just doesn't seem as threatening anymore. I think my favorite moments were you go first. Can't believe Jesus fell for that one. And Gabriel <laughs> calling Spencer a tremendous... Hey, Jesus just took a leap of faith. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Not sure they need the extra half hour agreed there. Um, Carl Hooker, 4.5 bobbers around the houseboat out of 5. <laughs> Took off 0.5 for the length. Seemed to just be there to add more commercials. I agree. For a half second, I thought Carl was going to hit Negan with Lucille. Glad to see Daryl is ready to get off Easy Street and break out. <laughs> uh, not sure what Michonne's play is going to be, but at least she's trying. Same with Rosita. Don't mess with the women on this show. I think Carol taught us all that. Uh, even Olivia with the bitch slap for the win. <laughs> uh, Gabriel's going on me and seeing Ninja Jesus up to his old shenanigans. Uh, Susan Monk, three truths out of five. First of all, if all the episodes are going to be 90 minutes, it's going to be Sons of Anarchy hate watch all over again. Uh, two, I bet Carl felt good getting some fresh air in that eye socket. And three, I'm about 50% less into Negan now. <laughs> Uh, Mike Jones, five adventures in Negan sitting out of five. The Negan-Carl interaction was a joy to watch. Love seeing uh, love seeing more of the Savior's world. I think Dwight's wife is more into Negan than either of them want to, want to admit. Carl definitely has uh, Titanic-sized balls to do what he did, attacking Negan's group. 
Bravo to Chandler Riggs in this episode. Now the only question remains, will the midseason finale end the way that pisses us all off for months? I'm going to say yes. Sure. I would say most, usually does, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, the way this is going, sure. Uh, Johnny Stower, a 4.5. The Iron Face scene made me hungry for a grilled cheese sandwich out of five. <laughs> mm, grilled face sandwich. Gooey, like that gooey uh, pullback, like you said, yeah. yeah. This is how JDM should play Negan every episode. Not over the top. Almost a perfect episode. Poor Olivia got the fat shaming. Mm. Where the hell did Jesus go? Hope Negan doesn't take half of Rick's kids. Uh, Jim, you can add fish grilled cheese sandwiches to the cookbook now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that one, Johnny. It's written, Jesus will return one day. Uh, oh, and... Oh, <laughs> oh, can you guys start adding the view ratings per episode like Jordan used to? Thanks. Yeah, start with adding. Was it the view rating? Yeah, the rating um, we've episode. talked about it from time to time. I don't really think we do it each episode, but um, in the well, last episode a lot we of... talked about how the ratings are kind of plateaued for this. Season. Right, and we record yeah. on Monday night. I don't. Is that stuff even out now? Like you, sometimes you guys just no. used to do it Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Um, no, but we well, we could probably do the ratings a week behind. Right, We'd have to yeah, because they do a but... plus the plus threes and stuff have to come in right. 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 Well, even a lot of times we don't. There are times where we don't even have the regular numbers by the time we record Monday. Yeah, because right now it's it's only ten forty on the night after this episode aired, so it's only twenty four hours after. So I don't know. I, we could try though. I'll definitely if, if there's anything ratings related, I'll uh, I'll definitely bring it up. Yeah, we uh, we have been as as I'm saying talking about them in a more general way, but not in specifics. Um, uh, they, it's interesting because everybody's like, "Oh, it's it's uh, it's plateaued, it's plateaued," but it's like it's still the highest rated show. You <laughs> Even know? in the weakened like, state, right. it still beats everything else, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen, she a, a four snipey gun knifeys out of five. Great adaptation for the comics. Chandler Riggs did actually did a pretty good job in the singing scene. My heart dropped when Negan found Judas room. Please let the mid season finale bring together all the settlements and storylines. Uh, Charlie Messing, a solid four out of five. I really enjoy multi-story, multi-character episodes. They should do more of them. Uh, Brent Jones, four worst babysitters ever out of five. Uh, <laughs> Carl forgot his hat, so now his parent powers are lost. Uh, I feel Carl would have fired on Negan the second he would have saw him, and it would be a miracle if Jesus gets out of the Savior's compound alive. Not even Rosita is worth a face-melting. Uh, Daryl Neald, maybe the uh, houseboat is uh, where our group rearms looks like this half season is going to end without a ton of action while i've enjoyed this half season of setting up the future of the show i hope they pick up the action next half of them may be in trouble i hope they don't stretch this negan out arc out too long well uh, i'm so sorry I'm, <laughs> he already signed I'm, for season eight folks so uh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah but I, i'm I hoping know that. yeah i'm hoping the back half of this season will be the some version of the all-out war storyline I mean, no, I'm sorry, but by him admitting, him meaning uh, Morgan, admitting that he already signed season eight, it's like you almost know he's not going to be killed, right? Like that's, Exactly. Doesn't it that kind of kill? A lot of that out. Yeah, it takes a lot of the tension out of it. Like, yeah. shouldn't they have kept that a little bit more secret? Like, I mean, he was on Howard Stern talking about it. It's like, yeah, man, you know, I already signed season eight. Nah, 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 nah. It's like, okay, the well. The only way this would be great is if if he said all that and he gets killed this season. And then he comes like back to a flashback like or something. Or, well, it. no, he just did it as a red herring. Right? Oh, but I see what you're saying. Paul McCurran gives it two out of uh, five. So I'm sorry. I'm just not buying Negan at all. I want this storyline done. <laughs> uh, 
in relation to what we were just talking about. On Nicholas Marcello, five maple syrup bottles out of five. I thought they played Negan perfect. This episode is on screen chemistry with Carl is eerie good. Like it better when they bounce around between the characters rather than focus on one person or group. I feel the first half of the season is all about setting up the second half. Can't wait to see what comes. Uh, Tareka War, uh, five real life pee pee pants city members <laughs> out of five. Uh, Negan is just so great at breaking people down. It's scary, and I can't wait to see what Jesus does next. I love the picture because, you put up there. I love yeah, it. nobody nobody f's with the Jesus, of course, from. Uh, Big it, aren't they coming back with a remake of that? Like, um, oh, they better not. No, 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 but it's no, all about Jesus, though. Don't. Hold on, listen. No, he he's he's producing it. I think John Turturro. Oh, he's talking about doing a Jesus movie. Right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's a Jesus no, movie. Right. Don't you dare touch. That is one of the okay. most perfect I'm sorry. pieces of celluloid ever. Is yeah. that film? I love. The Big Lebowski. The, 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 the Dude I am a certified okay. ordained minister in the Church of the Dude. We get it. You like it. Okay. <laughs> this is another Lebowski podcast. Isn't Calm it, it down. Calm <laughs> down. Now about twenty percent there uh, sheets. Okay. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, four point five. Not all walkers are dangerous. The one up in the tree was armless. <laughs> Out of British humor again. Out of five. A big improvement on the past weeks. In fact, it's a close second to the season premiere. I still want to hate Negan, but I can't. Nice to see others in this episode, albeit for only a short time. Looking forward to the mid-season finale now. Hopefully it will be a big cliffhanger to bring the viewers back after Christmas. Uh, Andrew Park 4, Aaron and Rick go skinny dipping at the Walker's pool party out of five. <laughs> uh, I'm pleased that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is turning the Negan notch down from 11D stupid, and more menacing flavors are coming through from him. Carl has quickly developed Stockholm Syndrome. I haven't read this far in the comics, so I don't know if this is a trope they're going for. There are a lot of story strands to manage. I don't quite see how they can pull off the scattered pieces together, but I hope they don't dawdle in doing so. Tensions arise in the Grimes Negan household when Negan gives Coral his own baseball bat and names her Judith. <laughs> uh, Michael Santana, five Venus de Milo, Deer Stan Walkers out of five. Where was the quality and substance in episodes two through six? Amazing things can happen when you follow the comics. Great moments, all in uh, caps. Purist. Obviously a fan of the comics. Uh, Tambono, 3.75 Olivia Fat Jokes out of 5. I'm glad Negan dialed it down a notch and is speechifying, but I'm still antsy that this show is taking too much time to get going. Mm. Adam Fatah, I will give this episode 4 out of 5 T-Dogs. T-Dog! You know, he drove that bus that one time for those kids. Honestly, I, th I thought Negan would have at least had Carl in a holding cell, maybe giving him a bit of the same treatment that Daryl had received in the Sanctuary. Hopefully next week, mid-season finale will deliver. Uh, David B. the third, four best little whorehouses in Virginia out of five. <laughs> I halfway thought Negan was going to force Carl to lose his virginity with one of his wives. So that whole scene just seemed creepily off. I don't buy that if Carl wouldn't have had kept shooting immediately when seeing Negan. One of those automatic weapon bullets would have hit him, even with one eye. Hmm. Um, Katie Levesque, 4.5. Let's bitch slap the crap out of Negan's. Enjoy the let's back to business and uh, show what our whole crew is up to. Father Gabriel's creepy as hell still. <laughs> uh, Spencer is such a sniveling mama's boy weasel. I loved Olivia's bitch slapping Negan. He likes it when they're feisty. Uh, yeah, good to see the members of the group all want to rebel against Negan except for Rick. But I hope that old Rick will rise from the swamp and come back, curious to see what set off that chain of events. Michonne wasted all of her energies out there zombie piling and then commandeering the red-haired female savior. 
She could have just stayed home and had lemonade on the porch. <laughs> and, and Negan would have come right to her anyway. Uh, but Michonne had a pretty cool zombie through the years kill. I hope next week is pretty, is really more of the same and raising the needle back to normal ass kicking mode. Here, here. So. Oh. And uh, if you would like to uh, uh, share your opinions of each episode with us, really, next week is the mid-season finale, right? Yeah, this is it. Well, we, we've definitely been doing gonna want to sign off on that. We, we've been doing this, guys, for almost sixteen weeks straight. I mean, we, we've had uh, Fear the Walking Dead and then The Walking Dead pretty much right after it. So, uh, yeah, this is the mid-season finale. We're going to take a little break, and so is the show. Well, we. Well, we. That's Some what I said. Us. Some of us. Yeah, <laughs> from this, anyway. We're still going to be podcasting, obviously, just not, not The Walking Dead for a little while. But uh, if you would like to share your opinions of the mid-season finale, by all means, join our Facebook group, get on the Buster's thread, and uh, we will happily uh, oblige you. Absolutely. It's great. Thanks, Jim, for reading those as, as usual. So, uh, yeah, folks, any uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Any predictions? It's something how all of a sudden there's this, we need weapons and we find them in this special place. <laughs> yep. Like, is that something that we, we really That's need? That's really weapons? convenient, Daryl. Yeah, really convenient. It's like convenient. It, it is totally convenient. That that's the one thing that can be eye rolling. It's not that convenient. There it's is a convenient. swamp of walkers they have to get through. Yeah, yeah, but it's still but pretty it's, convenient. It's still I mean, pretty convenient. I'm just saying that creates a bit of inconvenience. Not much of when you when the one thing you really needed that was taken away from you when they had all those guns they didn't see this but when the one thing you really need the next episode or two you, is when you find it. That's a, that's a little convenient. And where's Rick's gun, by the way? I was thinking that the whole time. He's carrying the hatchet now, which, again, is very cool if you're a comic fan. Negan took right. it, didn't he? Does he take the python? Was that part of his stash? Was that part of the hall? I mean, is that... Uh, was that in his house what? somewhere? I mean, just, just out of bullets? I mean, I don't know. No, I thought I thought Negan took it, because I thought he commented on I it. I thought he took it, too. Well, when did yeah. he comment on it? He was, he was shooting the Desert Eagle. He wasn't shooting his python when he was fooling around with the guns. I mean... I don't wow, know. We lost. We lost. We lost uh, track of the python. Lost yeah. track of the gun. Yeah. But he's got. He's got the hatchet. So that's definitely cool for you comic fans out there because that, that's <laughs> like Rick's signature weapon in the comics that he really hasn't carried until, well, basically now. I mean, he's had the machete, yeah. but yeah. you know, like that's his favorite uh, weapon of choice. I don't know. I just think that. Um, it. I think that <laughs> based on this season, the season finale is going to be anticlimactic at best. Yeah. And at worst, it's going to be just boring. And again, with, with with the news that Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be already signed on for season eight, mm-hmm. the producers of this show are just enamored with this character. They love the way he's acting it. He's on every poster. It's not Rick's face anymore. When you when you Google The Walking Dead, or even on like a Direct TV where it shows you that little you know the little thumbnail of what you're watching, it's now Negan. Like it's all about him and the baseball bat, and it's like they're shifting it to him. So they're going to keep him on as long as possible, which means they have to keep delaying the storyline or, or the all-out war, which we know is coming, or we hope is coming in in, in this version, first period of time. So, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's leave it that way. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, good stuff. So uh, where can our listeners see us, view us, touch us, get in touch with us when we're not talking about The Walking Dead? How about you, Richard? Uh, there ain't no touching going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I was getting a little ahead of myself uh, there. Hey, no boom boom in the boom boom. Guy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, you know, 
They want to get close but to us. If you wanted to follow me on the Twitter grams, it's uh, at chubtoad one I'm on the DC TV podcast on this very network with these very gentlemen, Daryl and Jim, where we discuss all the DC television shows. And we just had an awesome discussion about the awesome crossover event last week on the CW from Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Arrow and uh, Legends of, of Tomorrow. So. And it was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. Awesome. Daryl, how about you? Uh, you can hear me on uh, and Jim and, and on Nothing's On, like we said. And you can uh, check out my uh, Twitter page, which is The Voice123. And you can uh, see other links or check the website, which is Taylor Network of Podcasts, and check other podcasts that I'm on, uh, such as that and, and uh, Gotham by Geeks with uh russell who uh hopefully he'll come back to the walking dead someday if you're if you're a batman fan if you're a batman fan that's you that's have for to, you. that is the podcast to listen to thank you um come back we miss you buddy yes russ what, what are you doing where you been man <laughs> fear the walking he dead got lost in mexico with fear yeah he kind of got <laughs> fear scared him away he, he <laughs> lived, oh no i know what happened he lived two moss he lived two oh. moss <laughs> oh wow! Oh man, that's great. And did you record another? Um, what is that? Trek? Uh, go Trek yourself? Did I oh, see yeah, that? Oh yeah, we were, yeah we recently recorded another. Go Trek yourself. We have another one coming out next week. We're weekly now, so uh, all right. It showed up on my like you need to listen to on, on my phone this morning. I'm like, all right, I gotta check this out. I gotta listen to that one. You guys are great. Thanks, thanks. Oh, so we one. got more stuff coming up, and he has some stuff coming up. Uh, working with Paramount, so okay, cool. to keep in with the show because yeah. might get. It seems like it's going to be in shambles. That's great. <laughs> Jim, how about you? Well, as I mentioned, I, I produce and co-host the DC TV podcast. And uh, also, I'm on Nothing's Out with Daryl on the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. And you can follow me on the Twitters at Yoda Jones. Excellent. And when you when I'm not talking The Walking Dead, uh, I am the host of the Auto Chat Show. You can free, uh, get me at facebook.com forward slash auto chat show, autochatshow.com. Uh, me and my co-host Teddy review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, uh, go over the remains of motor news, whatever else comes into our brains. That's kind of what we do on, on a on a semi-regular basis. We actually have a good slew of episodes coming up where we're set to go. We have the new um, Kia... Uh, what is it? Cadenza coming actually tomorrow getting delivered. So we'll be talking about that. We just reviewed the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution Final Edition. So uh, some pretty cool stuff coming through if you're into new car reviews and just having a good old time. That's what we that's what we do here at the Auto Chat Show, at Auto Chat Show on the Twitters, Instagrams, and Facebooks and all kind of stuff. So when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, in the zombie apocalypse, you can always call Uncle Negan to babysit. But he won't be ironing your shirts, just your face. <laughs> Take care, folks. And I cry. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away
you and made you happy And nothing else could come between But now you've left me to love another You have shattered all of my dreams